Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler. And we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, you guys have had a great week thus far. Recording this on a Wednesday evening as usual. Um, you know, about a week into the offseason for the New York Jets. Playoffs started around the NFL. <clears throat> Hopefully, you guys have watched, um, you know, take some time to watch some of the playoff teams and have some aspirations of maybe one day the Jets making it to, you know, um, the postseason. Haven't. Uh, you know, had a lick of the postseason since 2010, and, you know, hopefully we can get back soon because it's been quite the journey, uh, quite the 12 years, 13 years um, since an appearance, right, since an appearance in the tournament in the Jets. You know, uh, 13, remo- 13 years removed um, from the postseason, you know, you could say progress has been made, you could say it hasn't, you could say the Jets are in the right direction, you could say they're not. Bottom line, uh, they need to make it, right? They have the longest drought in the NFL. They are, um, you know, they've switched uh, front offices multiple times, regimes, coaching regimes multiple times. It's time um, to make to make, to make make the postseason, right? And I think <clears throat> even if, you know, Woody Johnson won't come out and say it, and obviously Joe Douglas won't come out and say it. His job is on the line, of course, coming into this season. So it's Robert Salas, I would say. Um, there's a playoff mandate. Right, there's a playoff mandate for the Jets in 2023, and I think that's not far-fetched to say, especially after two years of development under Robert Sala, and I believe it's five years coming on, going on five years of development for Joe Douglas. Um, the roster's in a decent shape, right? You have good pieces on the offense, good pieces on defense, foundational pieces on both sides of the football, pointing to guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Quinn Williams. You know, can they finally take the next step? Can they get to that 10, 11, 12 win mark rather than just etching, you know, 7, 8, uh, those 7, 8 win marks that they've been close to the past couple of years, right? You want to see more, um, a little more improvement year after year, and hopefully this third year under Robert Sala proves to be beneficial for all the players on the roster. I think what really happened this past year was you saw rookie talent, um, you know, really develop at an alarming rate. The Jets weren't ready for it. Uh, it's pretty... Evident that, you know, they weren't ready at the quarterback position. They weren't ready on the on the offensive line. Um, you can make your argument that they weren't ready at depth on, you know, on the defense and things of that nature. So the roster wasn't complete um, due to this season maybe being more of a we'll wait and see. Um, what can these rookies turn into and what can this season, what can we get out of this season other than the win total? Um, and I think we said that over the past couple of years. And at this point, it's just like, what can we get out of this season? That's only the win total, right? How can we put together a successful season for the Jets to finally break the postseason drought? And I think it's time to really talk about how we get that done this offseason. I feel like this is, I feel like we say this every offseason, but this is certainly one of the biggest ones um, that the franchise has is going to endure in the past 12 years. I think, you know, there is a huge question mark in quarterback. Zach Wilson will be in the roster in 2023. And who do you go after? Guys like Lamar Jackson, the Ravens and him are at, you know, some kind of disagreement there. Is there a parting of the ways in, in, in Baltimore, you know? And Derek Carr uh, is going to be on a new team next season. He's parting ways with the Raiders. Is that an option for the Jets moving forward? You know, depending, of course, on the offensive coordinator hire, you know, what do the Jets do at, um, you know, well, what do the Jets do on the offensive line to really, you know, make – you know, they got to make a name for themselves in the NFL. And I think this past season proved that they have what it takes to, you know, develop talent. You have Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. You have guys who are talented on this roster that can help this roster win games. And we saw that when Brees Hall was healthy. The Jets were 5-2 and, and really just rolling on both sides of the football. Um, 
but yeah, it's come to a point where you need to you need to have your talent stay healthy, uh, even though that's something you really sometimes can't control. And you also need to have good depth, right? You know, when Brees Hall went down, it felt like the team kind of, you know, put up a few stinkers and didn't really compete for some weeks late in the season. You know, Minnesota, they competed. Uh, they beat Chicago, you know, teams like that. But when it came down to the nitty-gritty and when it came down to really fighting for a playoff spot, you drop the ball against New England both times, drop the ball against Buffalo, lose to Jacksonville in a pretty horrific fashion on Thursday Night Football, and then you lose against Seattle um, in basically a blowout. So it's... It's it's tough when you lose your two best offensive offensive pieces in Brees Hall and AVT, um, and then you come in saying, "Okay, we're five and two. How do we improve this record to you know be a playoff team by Christmas? Right? How do we improve this record to be you know in in the discussion to you know be a team you know to reckon with come January? And I don't think the Jets have gotten to that point since maybe 2015." Um, you know, they were fighting for our playoff spot in week 17. Of course, they fall to the Buffalo Bills. Don't need to relive that memory, but it's kind of the same gist, right? They always fall short. And I think you want to come to a point now where you're saying, okay, we're going into the season with playoff expectations. We're going into the season where the expectations are high. And I think Rex Ryan said it best, you know, we, we want the expectations to be high. And that's why his team had so much success in 2009 and 2010 is because they didn't care how high the expectations really were. Um, they went into 2009 um, you know, without many expectations, right? Not many people thought they were going to be a contender. And, you know, they make it to the AFC Championship. And then 2010, they had high expectations and they made it again. That, that's the kind of team you want to have. And that's the kind of, you know, um, that's the kind of firepower you want at the head coaching position. And Robert Sala, I really want to see this team make the playoffs because I think he could have this team really fighting for a long time. And I think if they can just, you know, if they can just get in, if the Jets can just get into the playoffs for the first time in 12 years, uh, anything can happen in the tournament. I'm going to be honest. I think anything anything can happen, and I think the Jets are in a prime position where they can develop their youth and they're young. They they're a young roster where they can you know afford some of these veteran guys while other players are on their rookie deal, like Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, um, and some of these other players. Uh, you got to take advantage of it. Um, you know, not many excuses heading down the stretch here in the off season where you got to get the quarterback right. You got to you know kind of rebuild the offensive line again here. And you got to build up your depth on defense. And I think if you do that, um, you know, I think you're going to have a shot. You're going to have a shot, especially if you get uh, the offensive coordinator higher right. And that's what we're going to jump into now. Um, at offensive coordinator, the Jets, of course, about a week ago, fired offensive coordinator Michael Floor. Um, and the Jets are now on the hunt for, feels like a fifth offensive coordinator in five years, uh, even though that's not true. Um LaFleur is obviously here last year under Robert Sala. Sala bringing him over from San Francisco. He's the pass game coordinator over there, and obviously he is looking to be the front runner for the Rams offensive coordinator job. I think that would be a great place for LaFleur to land, by the way, um, because McVay calls the plays over there. So it would just be, you know, LaFleur really just uh, getting taken under Sean McVay's wing and learning the ropes. I like LaFleur. I think he's going to be a really good coordinator in the future, and I was a little upset, actually, when the Jets let him go because you look at the market now. And you look at all the names that the Jets are bringing in, and, you know, they're not flashy, right? They're not, you know, the Frank Reich, because why would Reich take an offensive coordinator position when he was just fired as a head coach, right? Um, he's already interviewing, I believe, for the Cardinals often, uh, Cardinals head coaching gig um, over in Arizona. But just to name some of these, you know, some of these uh, offensive coordinator uh, interviews here that the Jets have at least talked to, Marcus Brady, from the former Colts offensive coordinator back in, um, you know, Lord knows when, Daryl Bevel, Dolphins QB's uh, coach and passing coordinator, he's not taking interviews, so cross that name off the list there. 
um, per Tom Pelissero. Nick Cayley, Patriots tight ends coach. Um, I believe Bill Belichick blocked him from taking interviews a few years back. Um, the Jets seem interested. We'll see what can come out of that. And then Kevin Petullo, um, the Eagles pass game coordinator there as well. So there's likely more names on the list. Rich Samini adds, and, you know, uh, the Jets are also interviewing and uh, meeting with uh, former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett for their offensive coordinator position uh, per Di- uh, Diana Rossini. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot of names, a lot of different names getting floated out there. But you think back to when the Jets fired the floor, and if you're a fan, you think back, who did you really, who, who was your dream your, your dream hire, right? Would it be Frank Reich? Would it be, you know, um, Todd Monken over at Georgia? I've seen that name floated around a couple times. You know, I, I don't think Monken would take, I'm not going to say he wouldn't take an NFL job, but he's getting paid a lot of money over in Georgia, where he's the offensive coordinator there. Would he come to the NFL for likely, honestly, less um, and, and, coach, and coach this Jets team without a QB? I don't know. That's up for discussion. You know, I think the Jets at this point are hoping that they can get a coordinator with some experience, with some offensive line experience as well. That was rumored to be true, um, that the Jets are looking for an offensive coordinator who can also mess with the offensive line a bit, be able to um, mesh both the run game with the offensive line and the pass game um, with that as well. And it's just, at this point, it's a wait and see, right? It's been about a week and a half, and the Jets still haven't really, um, there hasn't been too much, um you know, chatter, I would say, coming out of the Jets building in terms of, yeah, this guy's the front runner, this guy's not. Um, I believe it was Daryl Bevel who would be the front runner for the Jets job if he was um, Jets offensive coordinator job if he was um, to be interviewed. But it looks like he's going to stick in Miami for at least another year, so that name is going to be crossed off the list. Um, so yeah, it's going to be super interesting. Um, I just wanted to go over those few names there and get your guys' thoughts. So if you want to chat more about that, hit my DMs on Instagram at your Jets game plan. And we can chat more over there. But this was going to be a shorter episode. There isn't much going on um, in Jetsland in terms of, you know, a lot of noise. I feel like, you know, this is the point in the season where the Jets are in wait-and-see mode. If they hired or fired a coordinator and they obviously fired one, so they need to hire a new one now. Um, so we'll wait. Hopefully this gets resolved by, I don't know, maybe beginning of next week we hear something. Uh, the weekend possibly. But it's, it's always interesting, you know, with these... With these coordinators that get rumored to the to the Jets specifically, it's like, okay, what experience do they have to start? You know, are they are they, you know, well known? Are they well respected? Um, have they had experience developing quarterbacks? You know, you have Kevin Petullo in um, in Philadelphia who had some work with Jalen Hurts, right? Um, Daryl Bevel who has looked who has made Tua look pretty good when Tua is on the field, um, and their wide receivers are obviously dynamic. Um, you know, guys like that, you, you start to write down, you know, a list in your head, and you're like, okay, wouldn't mind this guy. I wouldn't really mind this guy either. This guy, not so much. But then you think back to when the Jets had Michael Floor, and you're like, okay, is this guy a better option than Mike? Is this guy, you know, going to take us farther on offense than Mike did? You know, and then you start contemplating. I'm not saying Mike was, you know, the best offensive coordinator the Jets have had in, you know, 20 years or anything like that, but um, I'm just saying that when you look at your options and you put them across the table, I don't think there are, you know, options that you're like, whoa, that guy's going to be, that guy's going to be really good for this team. And he's going to develop a quarterback and he's going to work really well with the offensive line and wide receivers. I haven't seen that guy yet interview with the jets. And I'm hoping that something comes out in the next couple of days that you see maybe a bigger name and you need to see a bigger rumor, um, you know, sur- surrounded by the jets here. But 
you know, uh, it, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting, and I can't wait um, for this coordinator to get in the building and just get started um, scheming up this offense. And it could look a lot different, right? The Jets are not restricted to just the West Coast scheme like they were with LaFleur. They're open to a brand-new scheme, brand-new offense, and that can open the door for brand-new QB play. Um, and maybe some QBs that we haven't really mentioned yet could be on the market and could be the apple to the Jets' eye. So with that said, I think I'm going to wrap up that episode here. Um, if you guys have, uh, if you guys haven't already, please follow my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and I really appreciate everyone just you know listening to these episodes and following along on the Instagram page and Twitter page. Really appreciate you guys a lot. Um, I love interacting with you via DMs and you know comments. You guys are hilarious and really insightful. Um, so I really appreciate everyone there. Um, and yeah, I'll see you next week with hopefully a head coaching hire episode and more to come this off season. See ya.